Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We've been, um, in the last week, we've been praying. And one of the things we prayed and talked about is um, the mantle of this ministry, and which is to make sure we get through into this level in the presence of God where miracles happen and the prophetic comes forth and, and there's no limits on God and everything just hits us. As we were praying and talking, we were discussing whether or not that is the responsibility of a person and of pastor or of, of a, a singular person. And when we were praying this morning, I just, you know what I saw? It was like the mantle was an umbrella. It's just what it looked like to me. And, but what I recognize is that any person that's hooked up with this ministry has the, uh, the ability to operate under the mantle. Any person who recognizes the vision of Freedom Ministries, who prays, who's submitted, can get up and operate under that mantle without any fear, without worrying, is God going to show up, without worrying, is it in order? Because it's the mantle. It's not a person. The mantle is the mantle, the vision and the call, the anointing that God has put us here for, every one of us put us here for. And if that's ever been more evident, it is in this youth praise team who get up and operate in the mantle. Because they brought in the presence of God. They brought in the presence of God last week. They brought in a healing anointing this week. And so many people came up and received from God during that. So, if that doesn't blow that mindset of, I'm worried if I'm out of order. I'm worried I don't know if it's right or not. If that doesn't blow that out of the water, then I don't know what does. Jesus, under that anointing. Last week we read a scripture. I just want to read it again to us. It's Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, and it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom that is sought after with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion. That's the amplified version. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we've been praying over that spirit and that mentality that says it's really just for one person to get up and lead me. Pastor brought forth this morning that that's a spirit of religion is what it is because I just want to sit in the pew and I want somebody else to do it for me. God, help us. Help us see. Help us see because we learned last week, I'm just going to go over really quickly, that Jesus said that the battle is coming to us. If we are in the kingdom of God, the battle is coming. That 
battle wants to get us out of the kingdom of God. That battle keeps us from having the promises of God. And if I want to be in the kingdom of God and I want the promises of God, then I can't sit back and let somebody else do that for me. In chapter 11, verse 16, he says, To what can I compare this generation? It's like children playing a game in the public square. And they complain to their friends, We played a wedding song and you didn't dance. And we played funeral songs you didn't mourn. For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking and you said he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man came, on the other hand, with feasts and drinks and you said he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is shown right to be, shown to be right by its results. So what Jesus is saying here is, I made the way for you to get God. You. I didn't make a way for you to come and have somebody else do it for you. I made a way for you to come and get God. And he's, he basically what he's saying here is, I pumped you up with praise. That was, isn't that what he's saying? He, he said, I, I, I gave to all those emotions that you wanted. I've got you real happy, and I pumped you up with praise, and I did all that. You didn't want that. And so I gave you some time to just weep and cry out to me and, and mourn over, over the lost. Mourn, and you didn't want that either. He said, what you did actually was decide to sit back and let somebody else do it for you. Because when somebody needed to be healed, they came and found Jesus. When somebody wanted to hear about who the Messiah was and when he was coming, they went out into the wilderness to find John. They went out after him. They, they wanted it. He says, but... You criticize it at the same time. Amen. He says, I, did I, didn't I give you what you asked for? But what you're choosing to do, what we choose to do is sit back and let somebody else do it for us. We did not today. Amen. We did not today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we see today what the purpose of God is for freedom ministries. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's that scripture that says that some bring a song, some bring a psalm, some bring a spiritual song, some bring a testimony, some bring a word. So everybody brings a something. Amen. Everybody brings a something. We were up here Thursday night, and I was talking with uh, the, the young people's praise and worship team, and I said, look out, look out here. All the pews are empty, but I said, look out here. You know, on Sundays, we can have about 150 people sitting here. And God wants to use every single one of them. And so there's not a, there's nothing that says, if I don't do it all, if, 
if everything isn't through me, that it wasn't good enough. There's no spirit that, I mean, that's, that's no, there's no truth in believing, oh, well, Sister Holly had to get up and sing this song, Sister Cindy had to get up and do that, and so I must not have had it today, because look around here. Every single person in this room, God wants to use. Now, probably, probably, he can't use every single person, every single service, but he can use, he wants to use every single one of us, every one of us. And so for that to happen, how many of us want to be used by God? We all want to be. For that to happen, then somewhere we got to step aside and let somebody else get up. Amen? So there's no condemnation. There's no... Jesus, help us. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 5, Paul shows us the difference in that mentality, or whoever the author of Hebrew was, of whom, is verse 11, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ought that you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again this foundation of repentance from dead work and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and unto eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. So he's saying here, there comes a time in our lives when we move past being self-focused with our prayers when we move past coming to church for what God can do for me, and we move into a place where he actually he says it, he said, because once you're mature, you ought to be teachers, you ought to be leaders, you ought to be spiritual guides, you ought to be somebody who can get up and produce something for somebody else. Hallelujah. And then that's when the fullness of God operates. He says, we leave, he said, we move on past this mentality of, I need something for me. And those are the prayers he names. He says, repentance. I come in and I'm asking God for myself all the time. I, I move past that and into a place where Sister Monica jumps up and says, I just feel like I need to say what God what I feel, what God's put on me right now. And she gets up and the presence of God comes in, healing comes in. Amen? Hallelujah. Shandolobo satamakase.
He says there comes, there comes this time when I ought to be the one doing the feeding. There comes a time when I ought to be the one who's getting up and doing something for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. When we were in Sunday school this morning, um, Pastor mentioned that scripture about bringing the sacrifice of praise. And you know what I saw is that David told, said when somebody wanted to give him something to give in the sacrifice, he said, I'm not going to offer anything to God that didn't cost me something. And so when, if we don't, if it doesn't cost us something, then we haven't brought a sacrifice. And so, if I'm in myself, sitting here, and I'm, and I'm just comfortable, and I don't really want to do anything that pushes me outside my comfort zone, then I haven't yet brought a sacrifice. But that is what God calls to us, is to bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. So when does it become a sacrifice? It's when it, costs, when it costs me something, when it makes me a little uncomfortable. Amen? When I hear I need to get up and sing a song and maybe I don't have the music to back me up. Or I get up and hear I need, to, I need to get up and say something, but I really don't know what's about to come out of my mouth after that. Amen? It, it, when it costs me something that I've never really let God come on me and dance around and, and got all up in the spirit before. And today I just make the decision to step out a little bit more, lift up both of my hands, tap a foot, and I do something that cost me something. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. So as I was praying over this message, I, I, what I saw was these reasons why we, we hold back sometimes. You know, it's... It is, it's easy to come in and let somebody else do it for us. But God's called us to a different place. He's called us to a place where we are used by God. Where 
this the reason he said that scripture. He said the kingdom of heaven it suffers violent assault. The devil beats us up, and he tries to stop us from going on in God. But the kingdom of heaven belongs to those. The promises, the treasure of the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who, instead of trying to dodge the bullets, instead of just getting in a defensive and sitting there, instead of laying down and trying to let it pass over, instead of that, the kingdom of heaven doesn't belong to us if we just endure. The kingdom of heaven belongs to those who stand up, who say, I'm not okay with the devil just beating up on me all the time. I'm, what I'm okay with now is I'm going to go after the devil. I'm going to turn around. Hey, shakara behind that. I'm going to turn around this battle and take it back on him. Hey, shalabaha. You ever heard them say that the best defense is a good offense? I think that's a sports term. I don't know anything about sports. But the best defense is a good offense in the spiritual too because what can the devil do to you when you're always running after him? You know, in battle, in battle there's an attacker and there's the person who's being attacked. You don't have two attackers. You have the attacker and you have the victim. That's what you have in battle. And I'm not a victim. Hey! Hallelujah. I'm going to... As I was praying, I said, so God, what, what about those of us who we, uh, we suffered the violent assault for so long, we don't feel like I have any energy left in me to get up and fight back. I feel like about all I can do is just lay down and hope that this passes by. <laughs> I feel like all I can do is lay down and hope that Jesus comes and rescues me. <clears throat> you know, and here's what God told me. And it's not the answer that you think I'm going to give you. <laughs> How do we overcome that place that we can get to sometimes? Many of us have probably said, I've been there. I've been to a place where I didn't feel like I had any fight left in me because the devil had beat me up so much. How do we get out? I die to myself. I just go ahead and die. He's trying to kill me. I go ahead and die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because who is the one telling you it's too hard to fight? Myself. Myself. My body and my flesh is saying I'm tired and I'm weak and I feel bad about myself today and I feel depressed. And I want to get back in the bed and cover my head back up again. Myself is saying, you ain't got what it takes to get up there and do what God told you to do. That one's probably the devil, actually. But it's not God. <laughs> It's not God. Self says it's just too hard. It's too hard. Just You just go up there and let somebody else do it for you. We are defeated by our circumstances. 
because when you said it, it clicking in me. When we say it's just too hard, I, this battle's been too long, those kind of people, I haven't seen them. The battle is not that they're fighting for God. The battle is they're stuck in their circumstances. And the circumstances defeating them. So we have to check our heart and say, what am I tired of? I'm tired of this going on in my life, but have I went to the altar and sought God and got a word? Or do I, or do I live in my circumstance? Because, yes, circumstances are going to wear you out. And wives and husbands is going to pull on you till you do everything for them sometime. And you don't have anything left for God, so let's just go ahead and say what it is because I'm not worn out. So if something's always telling you you're tired, what are you tired of? You tired of, you tired, because I don't see tired people in here pressing through and breaking through in the spirit realm. Because people that break through in the spirit realm are not tired. They're on fire. They said in Africa, fire, 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 fire. Don't look at the bigness of your circumstance. Look to the bigness of your God, and you'll quit being tired. So let's just put it where it is. What is wearing me out? Circumstances, kids, husbands, wives, and is there any time for God in that? Because when you seek him first, he'll give you all these other things. And I'm just, a, I get a little aggravated. Everybody blaming God because they're tired. It's not God's fault. Sometimes we just want to lay down in our stuff and blame God. Sometimes, like Elijah, yeah, he was in the cave, but he didn't stay in the cave. Come out of the cave. Come out of that circumstance. Come out of that stuff in your life that defeats you over and over and over. And it's somehow because of the church, because it's not because of the church. The church is what sets me free. The church keeps me on fire. The church delivers me. The real church, the church of the living God, fire and life comes from that. Dr. Sorella has a plaque. It says, do not look at the bigness of your circumstance. Look at the bigness of your God. And where God's taking you is going to be step by step. And it's going to be a miracle. But let's take them steps for God and let's quit blaming him that we're tired. If you're tired, find out what you're giving your life to because it ain't to God. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. I'm not saying you don't serve him. I'm saying what else is taking your life, though? What is keeping you down and distraught and depressed and underneath the power that God has paid the price for us to have? Because we saw in Isaiah 53, he was beaten, distraught, stricken, and he still took the iniquity of us all on his back. He still did his call. And if he can do it, I can do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 That's exactly right. Let's look at, let's look at somebody who did it in the Bible real quick. 1 Samuel chapter 30. It says, And it came to pass, David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites had invaded. They had smitten Ziklag, burned it down to the ground. They had taken all their women captive and all that was therein. They didn't kill anybody, great or small, but they carried them away and went on their way. And David came 
And his men came into the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters were taken captive. And David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. David was down on himself that day. He had a bad situation. He had some bad circumstances that came and attacked his life. His wives were gone. All his men's wives were gone. It says, and David was, they cried until they couldn't even cry anymore. And then David says he was greatly distressed. And his soul was grieved. And then it tells us what he did to overcome it. He says, it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. And David inquired at the Lord. Go on one more. Number seven. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Number seven. There we go. He says, he inquired of the Lord. And he said, bring me the ephod so I can go in and get God for myself. He didn't say to the priest, priest. Do you see how bad this is? Go inquire of the Lord for me. What am I supposed to do? I'm so sad and distressed. He said, first of all, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't ask for encouragement from anybody else. As a matter of fact, he just got up and he said, Self, get up out of this circumstance and situation. The Lord is on your side. Who can deliver you? Who can bring back your wife and children? Who can restore everything that the enemy stole? It is the Lord. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. Go back one more. He says, and then he inquired of the Lord. Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? He went and sought God. He said, I don't want, he said, priest, don't go for me. Don't do it for me. I'm going to inquire of the Lord myself. And And he said, God, what do you want me to do? about this circumstance. I have encouraged myself. I know that you got this under control, God. And so now, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go after them? God said, go after them, and you will surely overtake them. And so he went after them. He's been, David's been out in battle. They come home tired. They came home already tired. The Bible says they even had to leave some people who couldn't make the whole trip because they were just too tired to go with him. He was tired. They came home, they cried all day long. Cried. And he encouraged himself. He got up, he prayed, he asked God what to do. (laughs) And here's why it's a spirit and it's not real. Because you're not tired. Because David was tired. But when he inquired of the Lord and encouraged himself in the Lord, it says he went after them and he killed them all day and all night. And he only, like 40 people, I can't remember the exact number, like 40 young children got to escape. Who got up, Their parents put them on camels and sent them away. He killed every single person all day, all night, and took back everything that the enemy had stolen from him. Every single thing. Nobody complained about being too tired. Hey, Shadamahanda. Nobody said, I would better figure out somebody else. Let's hire somebody to go do it for me. Who's going to go and fight the battle? Nobody asked that question. 
They said, what? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. And then I'm going to pray and ask God what to do. And when God speaks to me to do it, hey, shandorobosanda. I am going after that enemy. And I am recovering all. Because God said, I am recovering all. Hey, olobosanda. And so if we've been living under those circumstances, we've been living under that and we've been saying, I'm tired all the time. It's not God. The solution is I encourage myself in the Lord and I pray and I hear from God over those circumstances. And then I get up, I get up and do it. Hey, Yodobushanda. That's the reason why Jesus said that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He even invited. It doesn't make any sense in our head. He invited people. He said, if you are heavy laden, come take on this other burden too, is what he said. Come take on this burden. Let me hook you up to my yoke. You're going to do all the work I'm doing. But in the end, you're going to find out that I'm gentle and I'm meek and I'm lowly and my burden is light and easy to bear. Hallelujah, Jesus. My burden is light. That's the reason why there's nobody who's coming and pressing through in prayer who is tired. Hey! Hey! Some of us ready right now to get up and press through in prayer. Let's just... Hey, If that's you, if, if you just say, I'm just, I've just been tired, I'm, the battle, the circumstances, come on me. Let's get up. Let's just get up and encourage ourselves in the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I feel weak and heavy burden, but in the name of Jesus, I take your yoke on me. Hey, I'm encouraging myself in you. I know that in you, God, I am not tired. In you, God, I have the strength to overcome. In you, Jesus. 